Welcome to the Faith-Based Business Podcast with your host, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. On this podcast, we interview fellow entrepreneurs who are willing to share their stories, their trials, and their triumphs in business, all in an effort to help you avoid the same obstacles and to achieve success faster. But at all times, continue to rely on our faith to see us through to victory. Now with today's guest, here is your host, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello everyone everywhere, Pastor Bob Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Faith-Based Business Podcast today. We're so blessed that you are joining us. You know, during the COVID lockdown, a lot of businesses found themselves in deep, deep financial chaos. I mean, most businesses run on a shoestring anyway. They have bills coming in and they rely on on the consistent income to make sure that those bills get paid, including salaries. And the government reaction to COVID basically took everyone by surprise. The draconian shutdowns were especially tough for business owners who had really poured their life savings into the business, only to be told, that's tough. You know, I, I never could figure out how or why it was not allowed you know, for small mom and pop stores to remain open and and only allow one or two people come in at a time, that'd have been all right. You know, they could have shopped, spent some money, and allowed the business owners to remain viable, but no. But it was okay for the big box stores to remain open and have 500 people inside at one time, six feet apart. But that's not the reason for today's discussion. The point I'm making is there were massive, massive shifts in businesses during the COVID lockdowns. Many businesses closed and never recovered. Some are still suffering today, but for others, it was also a time of transition, a time to reflect on what was important and to use that time to make changes for the better. This applied to individuals as well. Some people longed to go back to the nine to five grind while others became entrepreneurs and pursued their God-given calling outside the norm. That's what happened with our guest today. Chase Williams was the fitness director in the corporate world. All was well, but she still had a desire to step out on her own. She knew God had given her a calling and a passion. And the COVID shutdown allowed her the time to turn that passion into action. Amen. Help me welcome to the program, Chase Williams. Chase, it is so good to see you again. Thank you for taking the time to come on the program today. I'm really, really excited to dive in and uh, just connect on a deeper level. So thanks Amen. for having me. Amen. Now, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Chase Williams? <laughs> for sure. So... I feel like I hold a lot of hats, um, but I'm just going to give you the general idea of who I am, where I come from. Um, I come from Backwoods, Florida, and I'm very proud of my you know, background, where I come from, um, and what I do now. Basically, I am a owner of Chaseland Fitness, which is an online coaching program for women, millennial moms, to create a household of health. And through all of that, of course, being a mom myself of three beautiful daughters, all under seven years old, and also, you know, heavy in the um, supporting in, in my church community, and of course, a homeschool mom. So when I say carry a lot of hats, I feel most moms, most women feel they are carrying lots of buckets and lots of plates in their space. So I've got a heavy, deep background with lots of different stories, but there's the general idea. <laughs> Hey, man, hey, man. I have to ask, what is Backwoods, Florida? Where is that? <laughs> so a lot of people, so they, they view Florida as beaches and this like beautiful, um, 
you know, white sand and the breeze flowing. Well, where I come from and where I was born is backwoods. And what I mean by that is it's very central Florida. There are beautiful trees. There are beautiful like growth, beautiful natural springs. And so when I think of home and I think of where the the roots kind of grounded me, it's really just country land, very farm country. Um, there's a lot of horse, very strong horse industry in central Florida. And so when I say backwoods country, like backwoods Florida, that's the picture I see in my head, not the sandy beach version of Florida. Okay. Yeah. Cause you know, having relatives and all that down in Louisiana. And when we talk about backwards, we talk about the bayou. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I'm not deep, deep South oh, okay. part of Florida, but for sure a central, very trees, like very country driven roots. So, okay. Yeah. Cause the other, the other image that flashed in my mind we said backwards i must she must be like backing up to the back side of disney world or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yes definitely a more country version amen, versus city amen. version amen amen so tell us what life was like in your business back before covid hit i mean was it mainly in gyms and workout centers and things like that yeah so i actually was part of an outdoor fitness company and the company, I started working with them back in 2015. And I absolutely, what we would call is drink the Kool-Aid. I was all about the culture, the vision, the direction of the company. It was very, when I say, um, it was very inspirational when you first, you know, you first jump in and the culture is so heavy and every, it, there was a lot of family feeling when, um, in 2015, when I started. And at that time I knew like entrepreneurship, thinking outside the box, growing, you know, my area, um, you know, that I was in, like, I knew all of those things were part of me. And I knew that I was able to, um, I knew I was going to be able to do some cool stuff with this partnership. And ultimately, like as things shifted, as companies grow, you know, more corporate type things end up coming to head, right? Like you have to follow more rules and everyone has to kind of be in alignment and making sure like everyone follows certain things. Well, at the beginning when the culture was high and we did a lot more like, you know, family oriented things. As that started shifting direction more directionally towards the corporate world, I realized like, wait, like what happened to all this like cool stuff where we could think outside the box and and we got to see people starting to grow into their own, like how they liked doing things, how what kind of trainer they were, um, you know, just creating a lot of community inside of what we were doing. So my role as moving into like leadership roles and director roles inside the company was really just to step into growing my area, leading the trainer team under me, and really stepping into owning like our geographical area. And then from there, that was kind of when, you know, COVID hit. And of course, every company shifted. How are we going to stay afloat when we are community-based? We meet with people in person. Like, what does this look like? And, um, that's a little background about, you know, what I was doing prior to COVID. So once COVID hit, how did your perspective change on all of this and, and what did you have to do? For sure. So 
looking back, like you don't know what God's really doing in the moment. And when hit with the the adjustments and having to make quick decisions and you know, remember all the new data and information and new rules coming from like, you know, just government stuff, right? From up down to um, then what do we need to do to shift and all of that. So for me, when faced with difficult, high stress um, situations, I'm very quick to make not rash decisions, but quick in the moment, like what do we need to do action steps and quickly be able to shift. So through that, we went from being very team-based in a area um, and then quickly shifted everything online, which most companies did or, you know, tried to do during that time. So shifting everything, like, how do we run this virtually? What do we do? Like all the things. And so from that space, I realized, oh my gosh, like, where have I been hiding under a rock? How awesome and how much opportunity there is online and actually seeing the, the growth opportunity. And in the moment, I wasn't thinking of leaving the company or shifting or any of that stuff quite yet. Like that didn't really hit me. But what did hit me is once I kind of shifted from not necessarily leading the team, but rash decisions or not rash, quick decisions had to be made. And it wasn't like, okay, I got to go to the team and we need to make a decision. Like there wasn't time for any of that during that quick, like we got to transition. And so it was just make decision, make decision, take action, take action. And I realized I was flourishing in that space. And I was like, oh, this is firing me up inside. And when I went through all of that, of course, my team was like, what are you doing? You're making all these like decisions and you're like looking like you know what you're doing and you know we're they kind of were frustrated as me being their leader and I looking back I see where that could have been frustrating but for up on a personal level I was like I'm just doing what I got to do y'all like we're kind of there is no area right now like we are online there is no my area my people my network like go make action, take action, like take a step forward. And so when I was developing or going through all of that, it really like, I was pumped and fired and like, I was just lit up inside. <laughs> and it really was the start of that re re-engaging that fire I have inside of me and that I always already had. And just through years of being with the company, you get complacent and you get kind of like, okay, well, I can't do that because it's now a rule, right? Like there's no stepping outside the box anymore. And this was like a opportunity and a space where I was like, oh, my creativity gets to flourish again and I get to get excited and I get to just go and try new things and what is going to work and what's not going to work. And, you know, through all of that, like a lot of people were like, I don't know what to do. It's all overwhelming. And for me, I was like, okay, you just take the data you have, make a decision and try something like they're really, you know, and so that's kind of what I experienced through that first, those first few feelings. Yeah. Amen. I I can relate to that because, you know, my military background and all that, you know, it comes down to make a decision, implement the decision, adjust on the fly. (laughs) Right. Yes. uh, 
And, you know, they say, well, how do you know what decision to make? You gather the information you have available. You may not have all the information you want, but with the information you have, you got to make a decision, you know? And uh, For sure. You know, I mean, George Patton once said, I'd rather see a good plan implemented now than a perfect plan tried later, you know? And that, well, and you uh, miss a lot of time, like by yeah. just sitting back and waiting around. And I was like, I'm not waiting. Like mm-hmm. we don't have time to wait. We have right. to make decisions. We have to put in, uh, things in place. Just go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. At what point did you decide, you know what? Y'all can have this. I'm going out on my own. Yeah. I, I for sure noticed that in that, as I said, like you're leading a team of people, you're leading a, a group, um, you know, people that already are leaders themselves. But when I stepped into kind of just taking some action and I realized people around me were like, oh, 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 like noticing they, they were getting shifted on like almost scarcity, I guess you can say. Like I was, that's what I was experiencing from the people around me. And I was like, oh, I'm noticing that I think I'm not being fulfilled and I'm not doing what God has called me to do because I know that this fire inside of me means something. And I know that I'm feeling capped and it did take me a while. Like I, you know, COVID hit mid spring and for me and launching my own company and realizing like that was the route I was going, like didn't happen until the fall. Yeah. And so I went that whole summer kind of just, you know, scooting by doing what I could. Um, But through all of that, like I definitely looking back, I saw God in the details. Yeah. And I saw him just having, it wasn't like this big, like from the beginning, like it wasn't this big, like God said, do this. <laughs> there wasn't a specific like moment. It really was when they say, you know, watch for God in the small things. Like it really was itty bitty little things that kept showing up throughout that whole summer mm. where, you know, we're on big corporate type calls. Everyone's It went from like things getting filtered down to me, like previously, pre-COVID to, and I know the leader above me, like somewhat was protecting the space, like protecting her own team from some of the the upper chaos, right? She's like, you know, she would filter that very well. And I commend her for the leader that she was. But when I look at the summer and and you can see the company through like like a lens, like it's so right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. And realizing that, you know, my values and, you know, my alignment with, um, you know, my relationship with Jesus and what he's called me to do one, but then also like when you have a company that says they're a faith-based company and, you know, those kind of things start coming up and you're hearing things with your own ears and realizing what, Like, this is not, some things are not aligning here and that I'm very thankful for COVID through that because I believe had COVID not happened, I probably would have just been blinded for a lot longer. Mm -hmm. And it really did. As I said, seeing God through small little stuff and itty bitty little details and being able to say, oh, that's God. Oh, God's saying something here. 
Okay. Okay. Let me step back a little bit because he's saying lots of things that I don't really know what to do here. And so, um, so as I said, it did take the, you know, the summer going through the summer and just listening and watching and really paying attention to what was coming up for me. And then also just being more aware be in taking some of those things, taking that to God and saying, Hey, what are you doing? Cause you're making some moves around here. And I'm like <laughs> real lost. And me being a a slight controller and a planner and a visionary, like I'm like, this is not aligning with what you planned and what you already got me doing. Like, what are you doing? And so um, anyway, so that fall when things kind of came up and I was at my almost like, like, it was like a roadblock where I was like, I can't even take a step forward in this company because I have no idea like what this, it seriously was such a real blockage. Like it was, and I can't really put it into words, but it for sure felt like there was a brick wall or something where everything inside my gut was hurting, where I couldn't even like getting on calls, listening to people talk about stuff. I was like, what is happening inside of me? And from there, I really just took all that to like me and my husband because I was going to be leaving a good chunk of change just yeah. to flat out say, hey, I'm out. And, um, you know, and I think the blessing was from him. I think I was nervous with, you know, financially to go from, you know, a two a household that has two incomes that are pretty well off to totally closing off one income and starting my own thing from zero. Yeah. And, and not, not that I couldn't get it to where it needed to go, of course, but that slight, scared, fearful, um, feeling where you're Mm -hmm. like this, how are we going to do this as a family? How am I going to let go of this financial thing for us Mm -hmm. and what we do in our, you know, our normal life stuff. And my husband, the second he said, we're going to be okay. And I was like, Oh my God. Are you giving me, are you giving me like, is that the yes? Is that like, we're, we're letting go of this. And it was the most peaceful thing that I could have ever heard because it was really, I was all up in my head and, you know, of course, having all those feelings inside my gut. And I almost just needed God to give me that one little, Mm -hmm. that peaceful moment. And as soon as my husband had those words come out of his mouth, it was almost like this release yeah. And this piece that came over me and I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, from there I turned in, like at that point, the company was turning from like a 1099 contract trainers and things like that to a franchise opportunity, which it was fall this time. And they were moving into a franchise movement come the beginning of January. And they were like, well, you need to sign these contracts. I'm like, no, my current contract is, you know, through December. And I want to fulfill this contract, but I'm not going to move forward. And I gave like a 12 or 13 week time to like, you know, the leaders above me and they and they quickly were like, if you don't sign contracts, you're not able to stay on. And I'm like, oh, so it was also, that was also a blessing in the moment. You're like, well, I was planning on having some extra cash, like yeah. as I'm launching this thing. And it really just was wiped under me. And it was almost like, you know, you strip the bandaid off right mm-hmm. from the beginning, just take yeah. it off. Don't like kind of peel it up, you know, like I tell it to my kids all the time. I'm like, just yank it off. Like you don't need to like sit here and dwell in this little painful moment. Just let it go. So, 
that's basically what I experienced. And, and to be honest, I'm thankful that the bandaid was released for me instead of, you know, just like me as the mom, I always rip it off of them instead of me holding on or my kids like holding on to that bandaid and slowly peeling it back. So, um, thankful for that space to then just be like, Oh, I guess we're done. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that happened to me many, many years ago as well. And, and I was like, I was hoping to stay, I was, I had applied for the police Academy. So I was working for this major company and, and I was office manager for them. And, and, uh, you know, then one day I said, okay, we don't need you anymore. I was hoping, you know, this was, uh, December, the Academy wasn't going to start till May. Right. So I was hoping for to keep that income going and all that. And I said, oh, well, okay. I remember walking out and sitting in the car and like, when Jesus shuts one door, another door will open. And, and here I am, Lord. It's just you and me. Let's go for it. You know, no, I wasn't upset at all. I was like relieved. <laughs> you know? So I know what you're talking about. It's like, yeah, okay. I don't have to have that difficult discussion with them about what's going to take place, you know? So yeah, I, I understand completely. So this transition happens and now you have to come, you have to come up with your business model and what you're going to do and who your target market is. And so how did all that work out? Uh, lots of trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I just was discussing this with my husband, um, like two nights ago and I was putting together some things for, you know, my current business coach. And as I was doing that, I went back a couple of years and kind of did some reflection and was digging into how it all started and what I was doing. And when I first started, I was all over the place. <laughs> I, it was just a modge podge of things. I'm like, am I, you know, am I going to be a coach? Do I just want to be like a YouTube trainer? Like when you look at the fitness industry and, you know, really trying to figure out how you want to serve and how you want to give back and how you want to help people, the opportunity is endless. And I do see that um, when I was putting my foot forward and trying to just figure it out, I I had no idea. I had no idea. It really, like the beginning stages and even like the first year, I still was just trying to like throw darts out there and like what sticks. And even though I had an idea of how to run a business, put things together, you know, I went to art school for graphic design. So like, I have a background in, you know, sales and marketing and designing. And like, so all of those things that I previously had done, it's amazing to see how God started being like, oh, remember when you did this and you learned these skills? Like now it's time to use them. And, you know, and you start seeing how all of your previous stories and and things that you had gone through and learned and failed at now get to be put together to create this amazing, you know, future that I know that our family now, like I'm only two and a half years in this fall will be three years, but I believe that I, I don't even think I was clear on what I was doing those first couple of first year. Like I didn't get really clear until like last fall to where I'm like, Oh, I got it now. God, thank you for like now giving me a full on vision. Cause now I know who I'm serving, what I'm serving, yeah. you know, all the details, but man, in the beginning stages, like you just really are just throwing, 
you know, throwing things out there and you're like, is this going to work? Let's see. Yeah. Uh, let's try this. Is this work? And, you know, spending more money than probably you need to. <laughs> but also, you're like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And my husband's like, so are we going to stop like investing in this business? Like, what are we going to like, you know, see some profit? I'm like, it's going to work, babe. I promise you just like be patient with me. And I'm very thankful for, you know, him being, you know, patient and allowing me the space to really build this up because within, you know, in the last couple of years, like it, it's been hard and, you know, and it's not easy to start something from scratch. It's not easy to figure out who you're serving, how you're going to serve, you know, the Lord through all of it. And how does that all fit together? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just went through my first, um, I have two, two people that work with me inside the business. And in the last couple of, um, months, I went through this hiring phase where I, you know, we're interviewing people and I'm talking about the vision of the company and I'm talking about, you know, who I'm serving and, it was so amazing to be able to openly say, Hey, we, you know, are faith-based. We are, you know, I pray with my clients from time to time. Like God is part of the conversation and it feels so good to be able to say, I'm doing, I am doing this for Jesus. Like I know that what we're, how I'm serving women And how I'm serving these mothers is because God called me to do this. Amen. And, you know, and I, I, it feels so good. So as I went through those interviews, I went through a a group interview phase where, you know, I I think there was like 10 women on, you know, that had been applying to work with, you know, the company. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to pray. I don't know these women, but they're here on screen with me. They know like the background of, you know, what I'm trying to create and the direction we're going, I'm going as a, you know, a business owner in the company. And I said, I'm going to pray with you guys, you know, and to be openly just praying for their next steps in their journey, whether they get to move forward or not. I have never felt like that peace. And I was like, that felt so good to be able to just sit here and pray for these women that I've never, I mean, you take me five years ago, like you could not catch me dead praying for somebody out loud, like, (laughs) you know, but to see God really working in our, my family and my heart over the last couple of years and to see all of that just come up and to have the one confidence and the deep, deep enough relationship with Jesus to be like, I'm going to pray for these women. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pray for their journey. I'm going to pray for an opportunity that whatever it is that God needs, wants them to do, that it comes up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he really made it like the lady I brought on, like it was right from the beginning. Like, you know, that gut feeling I was talking about earlier, like it was, it was there. And I was like, wow. And, you know, she's only a few weeks in, but it's been a huge blessing. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview with Chase Williams. Now, I know this episode went longer than our normal ones, but she was able to pivot during this COVID lockdown and create something that exists now 
an even greater pace. I mean, this is great news for a lot of people out there that were wondering if this is even possible. And yes, it is. That's why I decided to do an extensive interview with Chase because I wanted to make sure that you understood you could do the same thing. You know, be sure you come back for the next uh, ep- part of this episode because it is absolutely wonderful what she's doing and how she is able to, to pivot and show you how to do the same thing as well as you know, maybe inspire you to take action on your own. All right, so be sure to come back for the next episode. Till then, this past the Bob Romani. Be blessed in all that you do. You have been listening to the Faith-Based Business Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. We appreciate you as a listener and fellow believer and want to encourage you in your entrepreneurial efforts. These programs are designed to provide you with information that you can use in your business to achieve success faster and avoid the obstacles that try to impede your success. All information on this podcast is for entertainment and information use only. Some of the products and services listed in the links may contain affiliate links and Pastor Bob will earn a small commission when you click those links at no additional cost to you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode is published. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.